Hello and welcome back. You're listening to 102.9 FM, WLASLP Newton. This is the Mic Drop. My name is Mike, and I'm joined here today with Kelsey Blackstone. How are you doing today, Kelsey? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So you're a local to Boston. What was it like growing up around there? Well, so I grew up in Connecticut, but um, my family always loved like taking trips to Boston. So even when I was little, like I always wanted to live in Boston one day and and go to school here. And um, it took a little bit. I went to a few other schools first, but then I went to Berkeley and now it's like my fifth year living in Boston. And I love this place so much. It's it's just you know, it's a city, but it also has such a great like community feel. and where I live, like out in Alston, it still feels sometimes like it's, you know, the suburbs a little bit, like neighborhood vibes. But it's it's great. There's always things to do. There's always great music to go and see. So it's a great environment. All right. So, yeah. And then I guess when you're listening to music, I always like to ask this question. Do you prefer like a banger or a bop whenever you're just kind of hit Ooh, by yourself? A banger or a bop? Good question. I think a bop. A bop? Yeah, yeah. I, I like to bop, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I always kind of ask, too, like, our jams on the table? Like, oh, it yes. can, like, be a slow jam or, like, a fast jam? Jams are on the table for sure. Uh, I love, I know this might be a hot take, but I do love some jam bands. I love The Grateful mm. Dead. I love Dave Matthews. You know, those kinds of bands are just, like, really creative and big on, like, the live music scene. And I feel like nowadays so much of the music that you're hearing is, like, produced like in someone's bedroom like all completely on the computer and um while I definitely like a lot of that stuff too my personal preference is kind of like a combination of both so I gotta respect the jam bands for their improv skills and (laughs) all that that's awesome yeah because I was actually looking on your website last (laughs) night before like doing the interview today and I said, like, I think you said Dave Matthews was like one of your inspirations for your band. Yeah, so, you can thank my parents for that. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Matthews is good, though. I, I like them. Um, would you say that's like that band or like any band? So you said like jams, especially. I guess that's like the big inspiration. Yeah, I would say that's definitely one inspiration. I think I get a lot of inspiration, though, from like music and bands of like the 60s and 70s. Mm. Um, so like Jefferson Airplane, like Janis Joplin, like, oh, great artists. um, yeah, like those, those kinds of people who just really shook things up and like, not only like pushed boundaries musically, but were able to like inspire communities around them. Um, and you know, they had like a social impact mm-hmm. that was deeper than just like creating great music. It was like creating great music that like had more of a deeper purpose of bringing people together and and um, getting things done, (laughs) so. That's awesome. Um, What was that, like, kind of what involved you or got you involved in the music business, or was it also exterior reasons, I guess? I would definitely say that was, like, a huge thing that inspired me. And then, you know, when I was a kid as well, like, I was just, like, always doing music all the time. I did, like, piano lessons and cello lessons and and voice lessons, and um, when I was really little, I didn't like them at first. Even though I always liked music, I did not like sitting down to practice because, you know, I wanted to be bouncing off the walls and (laughs) all of that, but that... All of those things together definitely like really got me involved and I've really never imagined myself like doing anything else. That sounds like the perfect career then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have to ask, since you're like inspired by these bands from like the 60s, what do you think of like Greta Van Fleet? Because they're kind of like coming up too. They you know? are. I, I like them a lot. Yeah. I like them a lot. I, I feel like I don't know 
a lot of their music, to be honest, but every single thing that I've heard from them, I'm like, oh, this slaps. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's the other thing, too, about, like, the industry today is there is just, like, millions and millions of songs being, like, turned out every day. So True. I feel like there's, like, a huge to-do list of, like, things that I need to listen to. <laughs> and just, like, you know, I got to keep up with so many bands, but it's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I'm far behind because um, the Arctic Monkeys, I think, just released, like, a newer album, too. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, and, and, like, oh I love them. The, Middle school me. <laughs> oh, facts. No, like, there's them and then, like, I actually haven't even listened to the new Adele album and that came out last year. So like, oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, there's like so many things to get caught up on. Mm -hmm. And then what would you say is your process? Like anytime you sit down and like work on a piece of music or like start writing a song? You know, I think I'm st still kind of figuring out what my process is. I don't like to, you know, come up with an exact formula and be like, this is the exact way that mm. I have to write a song every time. Right. Because um, I think that takes some of the like spontaneity and like inspiration out of it for me. But I will say that I'm definitely more drawn usually to doing lyrics first. Mm. So Usually that means that I just kind of stream of consciousness, like write a bunch of stuff that I'm feeling. And then yeah. I kind of like have some topics in mind that I want to start like writing about. And I kind of like build it around that. Um, but another really big uh, component of creation for me actually is uh, improvisation. Mm. So I have a song, well, two versions of the same song, actually, that uh, is out everywhere on streaming platforms. You can find <laughs> me at Kelsey Blackstone. It's called Alice, and I wrote it with my friend Garrett um, at the end of last summer. And at that time, it was like right after I finished college classes, and I was just, you know, feeling that classic feeling of like, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, which way is up? Like, I don't even know. So we got together, and he had... Um, this really cool guitar riff that he was just kind of, you know, playing on a loop. And I just turned my voice memo zap on and I just improved like some lyrics and a melody like over and over. And a lot of the stuff that you hear in that song today, I would say a good 80% of it is from that like original improvisation session that we did That's about so cool. the song. So I feel like that just really gets me out of my head and just, you know, gets it on the page. So I was listening to that last night, actually. Um, and it's funny now I'm like putting the connection together between <laughs> Jefferson Airplane and like yeah. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, because like, there's like lyrics in that song that are like correlating, I guess, to that a little bit. Exactly. But that's so cool. As for your like latest single, My Superstitions, what was the process of that? Yeah, I, I co-wrote that song with a awesome person who I actually met over Instagram. We had like some mutual Ooh. friends and we were connected. And then the more and more we just like interacted, the more and more we were like, hey, like, I think we see eye to eye on a lot of, mm. you know, creative measures here. So we decided to just like set up a Zoom call and see what it was like to co-write. And that was at the start of 2020. And now even today, we're still like meeting like all the time to co-write. And we have like more songs that we're working on, too. So uh, her name is Diana Flynn and uh, wrote that song with her. And at the start of 2020, when we were writing this over Zoom, it was also around the same time that I'd like gone into a new relationship and I was feeling really scared about, you know, new love and falling too deep <laughs> and, you know, the classic, For sure. classic stance. So we just kind of turned that really like relatable feeling into something that was a bit more like upbeat and dancey. So that was our goal. Nice. And I guess kind of like going off that too, 
or like as for inspiration for like certain lyrics do you mm -hmm. like take more of it from like perspective or like your experiences or is it like more emotional based i know you kind of touched on it a little bit before Ooh, i i think it's a little bit of both a little bit of both I used to gravitate way more towards just talking about the emotions inside and my songs. And, and sometimes when you do that, you're, you can limit, you know, who completely understands your song. Cause even though there are a lot of relatable feelings that a lot of us, at least in the same age group, like can relate to, sure. um, you know, at the same time, like the way that I choose to, you know, talk about the feelings, um, or my perspective on the feelings might be different than someone else. So like, I have now found that, you know, talking about like the emotional side of it while also like combining that with like the real life, like storytelling, I think that is like what makes a compelling song. Yeah. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. No. And it's like something that definitely takes time, like to figure out and piece together. Yeah, the, for sure. What is probably your favorite part of making music altogether? Like what, what part of the process? Well, I think my favorite thing in the world is performing. I have always loved performing ever since I can remember. And so getting up on stage with my band, um, we have a now seven piece band. Okay. It's a full rhythm section, me on vocals, and then we have uh, a mini horn section, sax and trumpet. Wow. And uh, so we are always trying to um, push up the energy like so much and uh, and go crazy on stage. And it's just a blast. Like I feel like time doesn't exist when I'm on stage and I'm just there not only like thinking, you know, the same thoughts as the rest of my band and we're so connected and I feel that. But, you know, when you're the band on stage, like you're the one who is controlling the energy of the right. entire room. And so the fact that the people in the room who like come to see you, they're kind of in a way like putting their trust in you. Mm. Like, okay, like I'm trusting you to like bring me on this experience and like make it a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to like have that trust and to know that you have, it's almost like a, a power thing, but yeah. that's like a little bit intense of a word, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? Like you can really just control the energy of the entire room like with the music. And so my favorite part absolutely is just performing the songs on stage and, and getting like so into it and, and letting the audience just like have a blast with it too. That's it's awesome. Just always feels so good. <laughs> Your entire, like, I guess band, like you mentioned saxophone, trumpet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like brass. <laughs> just added trumpet. Actually. We just had a gig on Monday and that was our first show with our trumpet player. That's so cool. Yeah. Kaylin, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was going to say, I feel like, especially bringing the energy, like having those kinds of like instruments, mm -hmm. especially no matter like what kind of instance because like jazz is like has like all sorts of different styles right and i'm not necessarily saying yours is a jazz band but like um <laughs> we, you know we definitely have some jazz influences for sure yeah like yeah. i feel like you can you can bring a lot of power with the saxophone definitely. there's something about it i i feel like we've done so many gigs over the last few months which i'm so grateful for and i feel like a really big like recognizable component of my band thus far has been the fact that we have a yeah. sax player yeah his name is aiden and uh we've been friends since my first semester at berkeley and we've cool. always made music together so we're just very much on the same page and in, in that way and um, it's so much fun getting to uh, make music on stage with him. <laughs> you mentioned you went to Berkeley. Did, mm -hmm. Is that where like you met majority of your band members aside from like the one you're working with now? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, every single person in my band is either a Berkeley grad or a current Berkeley student. Okay. And I, I think that's mostly because 
you know, I, I started my band back in the beginning of 2020 and those first six weeks before COVID hit. Right. Great, great timing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at that time, I was like right in the middle of my Berkeley degree. And obviously, it just made sense to like take my my musicians from the source. And uh, it was just easier for rehearsals and all that. And then, you know, through then, we've had some of them like move, like some of them are in L.A. and Nashville now. So now like the current people in my band, like, you know, I'm either like directly like good friends with them and I ask them to be a part of it or they were like highly recommended to me by like other wow. Berkeley peers so but I've worked with other musicians in the area too like I just um I had this bass player named Anna uh from Northeastern fill in on a few gigs my bass player is out of town and um they were amazing so that's awesome you know, Berkeley is definitely not the only place yeah. where you can get good musicians around here that's so cool to see like a bunch of like different artists coming together to like make one big act like that I think that's that's really neat yeah so yeah and then kind of backtracking a little bit you mentioned your favorite part of making music. What is your least favorite or like the favorite part, like least favorite Ooh. part of the process? You know, I think the landscape that we're living in today, if you really want to reach certain levels of success as an independent musician, you kind of, at least from what I've found so far in my <laughs> beginnings of my career, you don't necessarily have a choice in having to promote yourself mm. constantly. And that used to make me so uncomfortable, especially just like going on social media where everything feels kind of fake anyway. Right. And then just being like, pay attention to me, listen to me, please, please come, come to my show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was a really, really hard thing that took like years for me to um, to feel like comfortable doing. And like, I feel like I'm actually, I'm just starting to like get in the groove with it now where I've just like accepted that it's part of it and it will always be a part of it at least for the foreseeable future and you know I might as well just you know be putting things on social media that like I really love and I'm proud of and um, that definitely helps take care of it but I think the other thing with social media too is it's really easy to get on there and, and scroll and just compare yourself to like everybody else and like where they are in the scene um, right. and in their careers and um, I'm a very very ambitious person so <laughs> I like I'm always taking notes I feel like I'm always thinking like oh this person did that like how do they do that how do they know this person mm. <laughs> I'm like always taking notes and, and trying to do some sleuthing on the internet so <laughs> you know it's 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 a good thing and and a bad thing sometimes if you let it get too far but true um yeah social media is a crazy beast <laughs> I, I agree I'm not too tech savvy in yeah. like that in that realm but um I've always used Canva. It's usually a pretty, oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty helpful tool oh, my um, God. with social media. Canva's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I totally understand from like the promotional aspect that it can be probably tough. Yeah, um, a little bit. What, is what would be like your least favorite part, I guess, from promoting? Like, hmm. do you not like doing the video stuff? What about like, I guess, just like bands in general? I don't know. I think right now I'm struggling the most with TikTok. <laughs> okay, okay. Um. Probably because everyone's saying like you have to be on TikTok and right. you have to be doing these kinds of videos because like look at this band and look at this artist and it worked for them and why aren't you doing that? And, you know, for me, I am at a stage in my career where I am just starting to get a little bit of outside help but mm. for the most part it's it's me who handles all of the bookings of our shows right. and who handles all of the promotion for our music and you know who is sending all the emails and you know keeping up with all the connections and um you know doing the merch and writing producing recording it's just it's endless so i feel like 
unfortunately, there's only 24 hours a day. Right. And <laughs> I do still have other obligations as well. Yes. <laughs> so I think the hardest part for me is um, not it, it, it's it's being hard on myself that mm. I'm not doing every single possible thing that needs to be done. But right. I'm also just a human and <laughs> I can't do it all by myself. No, so, for sure. so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find the balance. Um, but the balance thing is definitely the hardest. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think TikTok alone, kind of like going off what you said, like is almost kind of a force. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like in that regard. And like, I think, yeah, like, under like underground bands you say like have blown up off of tiktok mm. i think it's also sometimes true that like yeah they've blown up but they've also like only put one video out and that got like a bunch of views whereas like all the rest of them right. probably got like maybe 10 right so it's yeah. like it's like hit or miss on tiktok it's really weird exactly yeah it's really easy to go viral i think but it's a bit harder sometimes to like stay at that viral like, status. maintain <laughs> yeah like there's no like maintaining i feel like yeah exactly and i I used to know some people who um, who went like really viral on TikTok and then their entire life became about, you know, doing TikTok videos posts, and, yeah. and posts and working with other like TikTok artists. And um, I mean, and it's a great way to like meet other creative people that you probably wouldn't meet ordinarily and, and get, you know, your content in front of people who you wouldn't, you know, really get to reach. But um, I just know for me, like I would be not happy mm. <laughs> if i just had to like stay in my room filming videos right. all day i, yeah. I want to be on stage that's <laughs> that's where i want to be the most i want to get like, outside like, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i need some fresh air i need some fresh air <laughs> um so yeah and then actually you, you mentioned reach how far has your reach gotten i guess i'm just curious i have no idea yeah, yeah you know it's it's growing every day it feels like um which is an amazing feeling because i think if there are any artists listening to this right now, I'm sure you can relate that <laughs> it feels so long, like you're just in one place and you're trying to like work on all these things and put all these pieces together. And, you know, all the pieces are kind of working independently, but um, I feel like I'm just now entering the stage of my career, like as of like a month or two ago, where like all the pieces are like actually finally starting to just come together and like work together. So it's like now there's like this momentum building the and synergy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're we're getting, you know, reached out to to do gigs instead of me having to do all oh, the that's, reaching that's out. That's all you want. Yeah. For that's example. Perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, like also Spotify like just gave me my own like Kelsey Blackstone radio. So like oh, the yeah. algorithm is working. That's and, good. <laughs> you know, so all of that all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, I'm I'm working now with um some great people who I've met through these other opportunities that we've done and um, you know, these people are involved with like sync licensing and um, you know, other like radio program directors like throughout the state and, and things like that. So I think um now it's just a matter of doing what i'm doing already and just keep it keeping, going yeah keeping it going <laughs> that's awesome yeah so yeah all but mighty <laughs> yeah no for sure you want to be that driving force mm -hmm. so yeah kind of relating back to boston and like you being here and part of your band being here uh what venues have you guys performed at like that you were most like notable Ooh, I think one of my favorite shows that we ever did was at the Lily Pad in Cambridge. Okay. Um, I know like a lot of bands perform there. A lot of Berkeley bands perform there, but we performed on a bill with some other amazing musicians. And that night, I feel like was the night where every single one of us was like, 
completely on our game and the performance was just crazy. We had like, well, so at, at my shows, I always give out like free bubble wands oh, okay. to people. <laughs> For sure. Um, and they have like my name written on them and stuff so people can like find me after and stay in touch. But um, so there's like, we had bubbles and balloons and confetti and um, <laughs> I like give my band members before every show, we all put on, put on these like heart shaped like sunglasses and nice. it's just like a real groovy time. And um, I don't know, it was just so much fun. And I watch like the videos from that show and I'm like, wow, like I can't believe that's us. Like I, I'm almost like starstruck by us in a little, uh, in a little weird way. But um, it's just so cool to like, to see us up there like doing our thing and I just remember like the crowd that night was like so into it as well and when the crowd is just so relaxed and just like so ready to party with you it's like a match made in heaven so that's awesome yeah that show is definitely a highlight but there's been many others as well <laughs> cool and then would you say like that was probably like one of your favorite venues or do you have like any particular venues that you like more hmm well I would say I think my favorite venue in Boston, which I have not performed at yet, but I definitely have my sights set Your goal set, set there. Um, is the Sinclair, which is also okay. in Cambridge. Um, I've seen a few shows there, and uh, I think it's very possible um, for a band like us to open for like a bigger act who you know performs there. So um, I think it's like a 500-cap room, I want to say, mm. something about that. Um but I just, I love the layout of it. I love the stage. Um, it just seems like a really great place. But as far as venues that we have performed at, um, I think, I I mean, there's a lot of good ones, but I really like the Burn. Okay. Um, they have a great, like, back room with, like, an elevated stage. Oh, wow. An elevated stage. Mm -hmm. and, um, and there's, like, the front part, which is, like, the restaurant. They have, like, um, usually some type of, like, Celtic musicians or, like, roots musicians, like, performing there. And then you go to the back room, and it's something a bit more, like, you know, hard-hitting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that place just always has, like, cool things to go check out. So um, I really like them as a venue, too. Okay, cool. I've like never heard of some of these, so like, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll give like, you my I'm whole list. Like, I'm like, I'm like trying to write these down mentally. Um, <laughs> as for performing, have you ever had like anxiety or stage fright? I imagine it happens to most people, but yeah, figure it ask. <laughs> I think, you know, it definitely happened more when I was younger, and I didn't have as much performing experience. I think now, you know, most of the time before I perform, I'm like you know, I know what I need to do. So I don't really get like too in my head about it. Um, but you know, I, I'm a normal person as well. And <laughs> I definitely have gone stage right before. Um, you know, I, I used to do a lot of like musical theater and, um, I would, hundred percent get stage fright before those things, because, you know, in a band it's like, you know, sometimes it doesn't necessarily matter if like someone doesn't do the exact right thing that you practice because you're all, you know, good musicians and creative enough to like, you know, just find your way out of it without the audience really knowing what's happening. True. Um, but like, and you know, that goes for like all stage productions, like the show must go on, but there's definitely been times in like theater productions where like, oh man, like this prop isn't exactly where I need it to be. And I have like 20 seconds for this costume change and like, oh my gosh. So, um, those moments I remember really feeling stage fright. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then I guess now maybe not so much, but did you have any uh, remedies to get over like stage fright or 
like yeah I yeah guess. yeah I think giving myself like plenty of time to get ready mm. and I was I always like drink tea before and just lots of water good for and, the voice yeah exactly <laughs> yeah there's this great tea out there called throat coat and um and yeah, that that really helped. And then doing something physical like jumping jacks or running in place, um, it kind of like gets the nervous energy Heart out and up. it gets you like breathing deeply so yeah. that after you're done with that, like you feel uh, a bit more grounded. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And then are you guys, you said you have a lot of gigs in the past. Are, are, yeah. Do you have anything more recent coming up? Yes, our November is packed. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Um, we have a few So Far Sound shows. Um, we have a So Far Sound show on November 11th. Um, we have a show at um, the uh, like the Notch Brewery like Speedway in Brighton, which is like a new brewery that opened up a few months ago. It's great. That's we have cool. a show there on November 13th. Um, we have another, we have a radio show um with suffolk on the 17th another so far sound show on the 19th <laughs> i think there's wow. probably another one but yeah there's there's always stuff That's happening awesome. so it's that momentum <laughs> yeah yeah um so i guess yeah if anybody listening out there wants to find kelsey blackstone find her on like instagram yeah and then, like try to find that stuff yeah. at kelsey blackstone and um you know I'll, I'll definitely let you know when all that stuff is happening <laughs> Cool. And then like my last question is, is there anything else you'd like to add um, for any aspiring musicians or those looking to make a career in the music industry? Yeah. Oh, there's so many things that I would like to say. You did cover a lot of things today. <laughs> I think that were like really inspiring. So but if there's anything like from your experience, I guess. Well, if there's anyone listening to this and, you know, they're feeling like, oh, my gosh, this person that I'm listening to on the radio right now is like doing so many things. Like, how are they doing it? And, you know, just just keep working. Um, you know, things will happen like you will get the opportunities. You just have to be consistent, be persistent. Um, you have to send emails pretending to be your manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That's really what started the momentum, actually, like several months ago. And that's what got us a lot of our first gigs, because um, the thing about the Boston music scene is um, it is kind of oversaturated. Mm. Um, just because of Berkeley and, and all the other colleges, like, and that ever since COVID, especially like there's really not a lot of venues to play at here. Right. Um, so it's really hard to like, if you are still trying to get your start to like, be like, Hey, like, why can I get this gig when all these other people are doing it? And it's usually just because like these people are getting like dozens and dozens of emails a day with bands looking to book. So, um, you know, just, just keep, keep trying keep going for it and again like if you have any specific questions like you can always reach out to me at kelsey blackstone um on instagram facebook um my website even um you know i'm, I'm happy to help because we're all in this together and we got to support each other as you know local indie musicians and i know it's really hard out there but it's also uh really rewarding when you stick with it and I think the final thing I have to say is that I have a music video coming out tomorrow. Ooh. It's a one-shot music video for my new song that just dropped last Friday. It's called My Superstitions, and it's all about um, fear and new love and dancing it out with your friends. Uh, and the video is really, really cool. So uh, keep in touch with me and uh, look for it tomorrow because uh, it is coming to you at 3 p.m. That's the premiere. <laughs> awesome. 
Um, and it was, that released on your birthday or something released on your birthday. Yeah, I saw yeah, last too. Friday. Last that was Friday. my birthday. Yeah, released my superstitions. Yeah. So happy belated. Then. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, of thank course. You. But um, cool. Well, thank you for coming in today. We thank appreciate you so it. Much. Uh, everyone, this has been Kelsey Blackstone here on WLAS 102.9 FM. Uh, this is the Mic Drop. My name is Mike, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we'll catch you later. Bye.